you brought your Bibles this morning, I invite you to turn to the book of Genesis. It's right after the book of contents, Genesis, um, and so Genesis chapter number 37, Genesis chapter 37, that's where we'll find our, our text this morning, and uh, I never thought about that until I just said it actually, so uh, right after the book of contents, praise the Lord. There must be 67 books in the Bible. Amen. G- chapter 37 of the book of Genesis, verse number 1. If you found your spot, you will, we'll listen to it and read right through it. The Bible says, and Jacob, have you found your spot? Say amen. amen. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, we understand how old he is at this point, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bila and with the sons of Zilpha, his father's wives. These were not the sons of Rachel, and these were not the sons, and it's totally slipped my mind, the other ladies, Leah, thank you. I don't know why it did, but uh, but, but Bila and Zilpha, so this would have been Reuben, um, Simeon, Asher, Gad, um, and I'm trying to remember all their names as well. I remember all their names, but I can't remember all their son, their, the names of Billa and Zilpha. I think there's four of them. Now, I think I just named you the four of them, actually, um, but not so sure. His father's wives, and Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. And then the Bible says, Now Israel loved J- Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age. And he made him a coat of many colors. Thank you for standing this morning. You can be seated. Lord, we do love you. We thank you, God, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. And I ask you, dear God, to please help me this morning. I'm nervous, but I need your help, and I can't do it without you. In Jesus' name, help your people. Amen and amen. I'm going to bring you a thought this morning that the Lord gave me yesterday. I, I, I simply can't get it off my mind. And it's not going to be something that... Um, that is normal probably, and I'll probably be done in a few minutes, but I might not. But nonetheless, I, I just want to bring you this thought that no one in the Bible is more rich and distinctive in as a picture of Christ in all of the Bible than Joseph. We know that. They say that there's 101 types of Joseph to Christ, and I'm not going to preach those types this morning but, but, but we do know that Joseph um, was the son of the beloved Rachel and the one who Joseph, the one who Jacob loved. He worked seven years in order to obtain, and by the way, this will give you some thoughts to the Revelation study, but he, in order to obtain Leah, he worked seven years, although he was trying to obtain Rachel, and then he had... Uh, Jacob, I mean Jacob's. Um, I'm trying to remember the name here. I'm losing. What is it? Laban said this to him. Okay, he said you must work one more week to obtain. So that's the seven years. We know he worked seven more years to obtain Rachel, and that's the one who he was going after the whole time, and that's the one who he's loved. Rachel was barren for some time. Rachel only bore two sons to Jacob. And that was Joseph and Benjamin. And that was the only two sons in which she bore to him. But that was the one he loved. And so here he is. And now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he 
is the son of his old age. Uh, he was old. We think, we think jo- Jacob was somewhere around 90 years old at this time. Um, and um, so, so that would have put him in his 80s, uh, 70s when he had, uh, was able to bear. That's pretty old, I'd say. I just read an article the other day um, about one of the old uh, celebrities that's 83 years old and he's got a baby on the way. I, I, I mean, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. But in, in, in his servitude, he was like Jesus. In his shepherding, he was like Jesus. In his separation, he was like Jesus. In his sufferings, he was like Jesus. And in his supremacy, he was like Jesus. Everywhere Joseph went, he was like Jesus. How about that? Everywhere he went, he was like Jesus. And, and you know, I'm not going to say much that you don't already know because we went through the book of jo- the life of Joseph. But, but I didn't preach on this. I should have stopped and hit on this a little farther. But, but, but uh, we, we see Joseph began at 17 years old as a servant. He At least that, that we're told of, he began to be a servant of his father. I'm sure he was a servant of his father earlier than that. But we know that 17 years old here, he's serving his father in the flocks. And he's taking care of the flocks, right? Yeah. But let's be real. What's the first thing that everyone knows about Joseph? I'll be honest with you, until, until I got in Bible college, I didn't know a whole lot about Joseph when I really started studying my Bible, other than the fact that he, had the, he was the man with a coat of many colors, because I learned that in Sunday school. But I tell you, is that the coat of many colors is exactly what most people know about Joseph. But now if we were to describe this coat, we would think about this coat and we would see a few things about it. That Number one, this coat, this is a means of introduction, this coat marked Joseph. It marked Joseph. Now all the other brethren were not naked. Every, every single one of the other brethren, they weren't naked out in the field. But they had clothes. They had clothes. But however, Joseph was marked when he was given this coat. This coat signified Joseph's position. And he was the overseer. He was the leader, if you will, of them all. And he was the second to the youngest. He was very close to that. He wasn't. He might, I might be wrong about that, but he was very close. He was very close to that. And so nonetheless, he was the overseer. And when it comes to the matters of this family, that's what he was. He was leading this family under the leadership of Jacob. He was leading this family. He was leading the brethren everywhere they went. And Joseph has the preeminence. And so also on a more practical scale, this coat marked him in a few other ways. It marked him as loved. The Bible says, now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children. We see favoritism. Now favoritism is detrimental in the lives, but it wasn't then. Because there was a firstborn, and Joseph was not yet. Reuben was the firstborn, but we know Reuben messed himself up. But this coat marked him as loved by the Father. How about that? He was loved by the Father. He got the first place, even though he wasn't first place. This coat marked him as loved. This coat marked him as loathed. Look at verse number 4. The Bible says, And when his brethren saw their father, they... I mean, when, when, when his brethren saw that their father loved him more than all of his brethren, they hated him. 
He was loathed, hated. It's just another word for hated. And so, 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 so the brethren were able to see him because of the coat of many color. They were able to see him from a long ways off too. And they were able to plot. They were able to plan. And they were able to be persistent in it and go ahead and consist and persist that it, it, it's going to happen. We see that a little bit later on. He said, behold, this dreamer cometh. They've seen the dreamer. It certainly marked Joseph. It was, a revis- it was a visible reminder to all the brethren that the father loved him more than he loved them. Now we can be given positions in our lives that mark us too, right? If you, you're the, you're the, what are you marked at in your business, J.D.? The owner. I mean, nobody over you. I'm marked as the pastor of this church. You're marked as a manager in Walmart. So on and so on. Everybody's got a mark that bears their position in some way or another. I'm daddy at home. It means what I say goes. Amen. And so, so when we think about this, they were marked. He was marked. This coat marked him. As loved and lo- loathed. And we got positions in our life that mark us too. Think about it. It motivated Joseph, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think that it motivated him that his father had grace on him and was loved more? He was loved more by him. Hey, my father loves me more. I'm going to do more for him. I got to keep that love. I got to maintain that love. He knew what the father thought of him. If we knew what our Heavenly Father thought of us sometimes, I believe we'd probably want to do more for Him too. By the way, He loves you so much. He never thinks nothing wrong against you. Imagine that. If you've been put under the blood of Jesus, He thinks of you just as His Son. Think about that. I'm just saying, we can, we can be, in our lives, we can be given positions too that motivate us more physically and spiritually. I was, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't the Christian that I am today before I started pastoring this church. I still got a long ways to go, but man, it's brought me a long ways. It's pushed me to want to do more because I realize I'm leading the bride of Christ here under the leadership of the Lord. It's pushed me to want to do more for Him. And, and what I do, you guys are going to do. Not just because I'm the leader, but I'm just I, I'm, I'm the leader under the Lord. Everybody understands my heart. I shouldn't. Y'all know I don't have to enunciate that, but I'm just saying that that the Lord has placed me in this position, and I am the leader under the leadership of the God, of the God of Heaven. And as this thing goes, what I'm trying to say is that you guys just happen to do things that I do. It seems like things happen that way. But in our lives, physically and spiritually, it, it should motivate us. You get up there and you get a manager's position, or you get a uh, I've got a lead man position where I'm at, and you get those positions and you're, you get more money and you get this and you get that, and you're like, mm, it motivates me. I want more now. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. Nothing wrong with getting more money. Amen. Everybody with me? No wrong with that. 
But I believe it would also say that it not only marked him and motivated him, but it moved Joseph. It moved Joseph. As I mentioned earlier, it moved him over all the rest of the brethren. And certainly, certainly this coat was precious to Joseph. But it was prejudice to the brethren. They thought that they've done been picked over. He's been, he's been picked over us. And it all it hundred percent became Joseph's pitfall, literally. Literally pitfall. So this showed everyone in the family what Jacob thought about Joseph. And so in our world, our workforce and so on today, we're marked by our positions. And we see all of these things. We're motivated by our positions. We're moved by our positions. Would you not agree? I believe the biggest question is, what will we do with those positions in our life? How does, how does God see you? You may be known as the manager, the foreman, the lead man, the boss, the, all of those things. But how does God see us? When, when, when the brethren looked at Joseph, they saw the colored coat of him. And they hated him for it. The father saw much more than that in Joseph, though. And eventually we find out about Joseph that so does everyone else. Thanks a lot more of Joseph. He's known, though, by his colored coat. To kids all over this world. But he's more than just that. He's more than just that. And I want to ask you a question this morning. When others see you with whatever title you have, whatever position you hold, are you more than just a colored coat? Are you more than just a colored coat? Joseph was. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something I don't normally do, and that's preach topically. And I'm going to preach on a man more than just a colored coat. A man more than just a colored coat. By a colored coat, we, 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 we understood what that coat represented. It marked him, it motivated him, and it moved him. And in your life, your position is going to do those three things. And it can move you to pride, or it can move you to humbleness. It can move you to thankfulness. It can motivate you to do more for the community in Christ, or it can motivate you to do more for yourself. Right? So there's the motivation part. And so we see this through Joseph's life. I want you to notice number one. He displayed Christ-like character, not just a color coat. He displayed Christ-like character, not just a color coat. Turn with me to Genesis 39. Verse 1, the Bible says, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, Captain of the guard, an Egyptian brought him of the hands, bought him of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him, and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. And Joseph found grace in his sight. He served him and he made him overseer over his house. And all that he had he put in his hand. And it came to pass from the time that he had made him overseer in the house and over all that he had that the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. 
And the blessing of the Lord was upon all that he had in the house and in the field. Uh, verse 6, at the end, Joseph was a goodly per person and well favored. Verse 9, and sin against God. Can I sin against God? And we understand the context. We'll go into it in a second. Verse number, uh, verse number 21, But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand. So there he is giving it over. And the keeper of the prison looked not to anything that was under his hand because the Lord was with him. We're talking about a person who had Christ-like character. On the day when Joseph was captured and sold, he lost his freedom and he lost his family all at one moment. And many other things. But however, something that has, has to be given up is character. Character cannot be taken from a man. And Joseph did not lose his character. He decided that he was going to stay with God and God decided he was going to stay with Joseph. The, 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 we understand that Joseph was stripped of his coat, but he was not stripped of his character. And so, so he was the favorite son at home, but now everywhere else he went, he's the favorite servant. He still got his character, but he, he deserved, think about this, he deserved a promotion. Just get your mind around what actually happened to Joseph, okay? Someone who deserved a promotion got demoted. Let's put it to a human standpoint of view. He got demoted from the promotion that he was just getting. He just got that promotion over the head of the flock. The father just gave him the, the colored coat, and now he got demoted. So think about that. He worked hard for what he received, yet he didn't get to keep it very long. Think about, how would you feel about that? How, how would you feel about getting a... Getting a uh, maybe he made, just say he made 10 pence. Just think, I know that's nothing, okay? But he just went from 10 to zero. Think about making $25,000 a year. That's nothing. You, if, if you can live off that, you're crazy, but you, you're better off than I am. But, but say you make $100,000 a year and you just lose, and you're living your life to $100,000 a year, but you lose that $100,000 a year job or you get demoted and only make seventy five. dollars You say seventy five is still a lot of money, preacher. Yeah, it sure is, but not when you're living at $100,000. Right? And so think about those things, and that's exactly what happened to Joseph. Don't you think that could destroy a person's character? But notice a few things about, about Joseph. Number one, he kept his character. He kept his integrity and character. That's what character is. In spite of his past situations. He's in verse 1, he's just coming into Potiphar's house, but the Lord hadn't left Joseph. And when, when a person gets demoted, I, I'm saying that could, that, could, that could probably cause anger and resentment and rebellion. And only a special person could keep the traits that they held when they were doing that. Only a special person could do that and keep a godly attitude uh, in the midst of it. But that's just like Christ. He said he put on himself the form of a servant. 
thought it not robber to be equal with God. So he put on himself the form of a servant. Right? Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verse number 5. The Bible says, uh, let me turn there, verse number 5. The Bible says, Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not ro- who being in the form of God, thought it not robber to be equal. God made himself of no reputation and took upon him uh, the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to the death, even the death of the cross. So that's telling us very clearly uh, that Christ took off the crown to come pick up the cross. He took off the crown of glory to come pick up the cross. Think about that. That's what Joseph did. But he was stripped of his crown. He was stripped of his crown. And we understand and we find out later on he was actually stripped of his leadership role to save the family. That's what the Bible says. Is that not what Jesus did? He said Jesus wasn't stripped of his dignity and Jesus wasn't stripped of his, of his uh, sovereignty. No, no, he wasn't, but impartial he was. He was all man and all God. You'll never understand it, neither do I. But I'm telling you something, Joseph was more than just a colored coat. He was more than just, a, even as a servant, he never lost his sonship, he was still a son. And we must keep our integrity even when things don't go our way. Are you more than just a colored coat? Read this story, and I've, I've probably mentioned, maybe maybe mentioned it before, but there was a kid who, kid and dad and pastor went golfing, and preacher at the end of a, at the end of the tournament, at the end of the day, he said, he said, well, son, how how do you think your dad did today compared to how he normally does? He said, well. His game was just about the same, but that was the quietest game he's ever played before. Preacher was around. I'm telling you something. In spite of all the past situations of Joseph, he kept his integrity. And he kept his integrity in spite of that. He kept his integrity in spite of the situations, in spite of the silence. Now think about this. Verse number 6, the Bible says of chapter 39... And he left all that he had in Joseph's hand, and he knew not all he had, save the bread which he did eat. So that don't make no sense. Well, everything was left in the hands of Joseph. Joseph had all the right to steal and hoard whatever he wanted to do. Is that true? You know why? Because he knew not all he had. Potiphar didn't even know what he had. He didn't know that he had one million dollars in the bank account. But Joseph did. And in spite of all the silence and all the times, uh, and I'm just telling you something, he did not feel like he had to check up on his work. He didn't feel like it. And the truth is it's easier to maintain maintain character in 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 a crowd. You know it is. What about when no one's watching but God? You're still the same person. You're still maintaining your character. Joseph did. He kept his integrity in spite of the silence. He kept his integrity in spite of his physical stance. Look at the end of verse 6. And Joseph was a goodly person and well favored. That word well favored means attractive. 
speaks of the attraction of a being. And let's be honest, it's easier to keep, I'm ugly, but it's easier to keep good character when everyone isn't looking at you. Talking about all those who Botox and do all the good stuff to make people look at them. That's what people want is attraction. It's easier to keep those times, those character when everybody's not staring you down all the time. It's true. Brother Bo Wagner said it this way, If a guy is so ugly that people spray Roundup on the mistletoe before inviting him to the party, he will probably have an easier time maintaining his purity. It says, If a girl lays on the beach during high tide and finds that even the tide won't take her out, she will probably have an easier time maintaining her purity. Isn't that funny a little bit, guys? Even in those times, she'll have an easier time maintaining her purity. And Joseph was attractive. Joseph was a manly man, yet nothing could take away his character. Never get too attractive to maintain your own character. He kept his integrity in spite of his physical stance. He kept his integrity in spite of present sin. Now the Bible says in verse 7, And it came to pass after these things that his master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph. And she said, Lie with me. But he refused and said unto his master's wife, Behold, my master wotteth not what is with me in the house. And he hath committed all that he hath to my hands. There is none greater in the house than I. Neither hath he kept back anything from me but thee. Because thou art his wife, how then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? How can I do that? Let's be real. Sin is pleasurable. You say, preacher, you shouldn't be saying that. Well, the Bible says it. The Bible says that Moses, speaking of Moses' parents, he said he'd rather suffer infliction than uh, serve the pleasures of sin for a season. Right? It is for a season, though. And every person faces temptation to sin uh, in ways that would be pleasurable. Pleasurable. It's true. Joseph was different though. Do you think that David's sin with Bathsheba was unpleasurable? Absolutely not. Do you think Samson's sin with Delilah was unpleasurable? Absolutely not. It wasn't. Everybody with me? It was not unpleasurable. But maybe after it was unpleasurable. It was for a season, right? So Joseph was different. He held on to his integrity. He held on to his character. He was Christ-like. And he's more than just a colored coat. Are you? Are we more than just a colored coat? He displayed Christ-like character, not just a colored coat. He displayed Christ-like compassion, not just a colored coat. We're going to go all the way to, book, uh, to chapter number 50. And I believe this is the best description of of Joseph, which he displays. Chapter 45, he displays great compassion when he said, I am Joseph. Too long. Cries and weeps and couldn't hold it anymore. We understand that. That's great compassion. But look at verse number 15. The Bible says of chapter 50, And when Joseph's brethren saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, So shall ye say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now. And by the way, he never said that. 
Jacob never said that. According to Scripture, Jacob never said that. Jacob never said, Forgive, I pray thee, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, Forgive the trespass of the servants of thy God the Father. And Joseph wept when they spake unto him. Now the fact is, is Joseph, Jacob never said that. You know why? I don't even know if Jacob knew that, all that. But in every area, Joseph maintained his character. But look at the compassion he showed the brethren. It's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servants. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I am I in the place of God. But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it to good, and the good to bring to pass. And as it is this day to save much people alive. Now therefore, fear ye not. Joseph had already forgiven them. He had already forgiven them. And I tell you is that he's practically saying to them, I, I know you sold me, but I, I come to save you. I come to save you. And we're, we're ne- we've never been done as bad as Joseph was done. Yet we still struggle to forgive. And Joseph even acknowledged their sin, but he reminded them of how big God was. That's what he said. He turned it to God. He said, am I in the place of God? He said, you meant an evil against me. You did evil against me. But God meant it for good. God meant it for good. And, and even something bad can be turned into something good. And isn't that like Christ? Think about it. He, he, he looks at him and he said, I, you, I know you sold me. But man, I'm only here to preserve life for all of you. I come to save you. Is that not what it says in verse 20? To bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. You know how many people he saved alive? I don't know how many people, but I do know this. It was a bunch, and it was all of Israel. Which soon turned into millions. He said, I come to save you alive. I come to save you alive for the future kingdom, for the things of God. That's what I come to do. I know you sold me, but I come to save you. How many times have we looked at God and sold, practically sold Him? I'm not talking about selling your soul to the devil. I don't believe it's possible. But how many times uh, have you sold something, sold yourself, your body, or, your, or this or that that could have been used for the glory of God? Uh, but He still came to save you. He still came to save you. Why, you why, why you were sinners, He came to save you. That's what the Bible says. But God commended His love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Amen. For He, 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 he said, listen, I know, you, I know you sold me, but I came to save you. I believe another thing we can say, he said, I know you left me, but I love you. I know you left me, brethren, but, but I love you. I'm reminded back in Genesis chapter number 45, and I'll turn there just for a second, in verse number, verse number um, in Genesis chapter number 45, um, the Bible says in verse number um, 2, uh, and he wept aloud, Joseph did, and, and the Egyptians, the house of Pharaoh heard him, and Joseph said to his brethren, I am Joseph. Doth, doth my father yet live? And he, his brethren could not answer him. For they were troubled at his presence. And Joseph said unto his brethren, Come near to me, I pray you. And they came near. And he said, Listen to me. 
I am Joseph, your brethren, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Now therefore be not grieved, nor angry with yourselves that you sold me hither. For God did send me before you to preserve your preserve life. He said, listen, it's been, it's been 20 plus years since I've seen you. Uh, it's been 20 plus years and, and God sent this famine into the land for, and I provided for you. He said, I know you left me, man, but I love you. I love you. And that's just like Christ, friend. How many times have we left Him? And how many times have we turned our back on Him? And how many times have we not done the things that God wanted us to do? He said, I know you left me. Man, I love you. Thank God He loves me. God loves me. He said, I know you sold me, but I come to save you. It's Jesus. I know you, lo- I know you left me, but man, I love you. I believe another thing we could see that He said, I, I know you hated me, but I'm here for you. Look over in verse 50 again. Chapter 50, excuse me. The Bible says, Now therefore fear you not, I'll nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. And Joseph dwelt in, his, dwelt in, dwelt in Egypt, he and his father's house, and Joseph lived 110 years. <laughs> he said, Fear not, man. Fear not. I will provide for you. He said, I know you hated me, but I'm here for you. Man, how many times has Jesus done that to us in Israel? They, they, Israel, he said he came into his own, his own received him not. But he's going to make a way for them in the revelation. He's going to make a way for them. He's already made a way for them. But he's going to give them another chance. And then us, how many times uh, has he just made a way and made a way even though we used to hate the things of God uh, and hate the people of God uh, and hate the house of God. uh, But what about him now? He loved us every time. He said, I'm here for you. Think about it. Are you known for more than just your colored coat? Your boss. Are you known as just being a boss? Are you known for just being a mama? Are you known for just being, I think you work at Sam's. Are you known for just being a mama now? Are you known for just being a Walmart manager? What are you known for? Are you known for more than, what about your compassion? What about your forgiveness? And we all have excuses to our lives. Uh, Mama was like that way and my daddy was like that way. So that's why I have this problem. That's why I have this problem. And No, but what about Joseph? Joseph had a terrible life. From the beginning, from the very, very point, everybody was against him. Joseph was different from the beginning. And from the very beginning, from the time that his father, at six years old, met up with his brother Esau, Joseph was different. From that very point. Oh, Joseph was different. Joseph stayed different. Joseph lived different. And here they are in this verse number, chapter number 50 and verse number 3. And 40 days were fulfilled for as so are fulfilled the days of those which are embalmed in the... Let's see, that's the wrong verse. I'm reading the wrong verse, but I'll get it in just a minute. All I'm just telling you is that they... they, Maybe it's in chapter number 45. Maybe it's in chapter number 45. I'm telling you, I ain't got much notes on this. It's just kind of... 
And Joseph said unto his brethren, I am Joseph, doeth my father yet live? And his brother, they, were, they were troubled at his presence. They feared. They feared and they were troubled. And Joseph, however, Joseph, however, he, he draws them to himself. Is that what he does? He says, Joseph said unto his brethren, come near to me. He, 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 having drawn them to himself, he seeks to remove every fear from them by simply just reminding them that he's still their brother. Just telling. He said, I'm, your, I'm Joseph, your brother. He already told him that. I know how you treated me. I know what you did to me, but hey, I, I'm Joseph, your brother. I love you. I'm still Joseph, your brother. And I want you to, in, 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 the, midst, in, in the midst of his power, he said, fear not, which he was prominent in that day. Though I'm supreme, though I'm leader of Egypt, Though I'm all of those things, I'm still your brother. And Jesus oftentimes, friend, will tell you those same things. I may be Savior of the world, but man, I'm here for you. I love you. Just a measly little you. Just a measly little boss of tile works. Just a, I know that's not your business, but just a measly manager. Just a measly mom. And on and on and on. Just, I'm, I'm, no, I'm nothing more than that. Just a pastor down at Mountain Valley. Just the pastor down there. I love you. And I'm thankful that he does. But what about, and we can't make no excuses about anything, by the way. Joseph had a terrible life. But he decided to display Christ-like compassion. He displayed Christ-like character and Christ-like compassion. He wasn't just a color coat. And lastly, he displayed Christ-like crisis. He was not just a color coat. Now in Joseph's life, we can go through it and we can think about it, but I'm done, okay? We can think about these things from the plot at the beginning when they said, Behold, this dreamer cometh. From the very plot to the pit, he went. To Potiphar's house, he went from the, from the pit. And from the pit, he went to prison. Excuse me, from the Potiphar's house, he went to prison. Because Potiphar's wife decided that she was going to try to seduce him. And he said, I'm not giving up my character. And so he was cast into prison because Potiphar believed the wife. But from the prison, God had providence and showed that he went to Pharaoh's. He went to the palace. And at the palace he became prime minister. And that's how God had it. He went through crisis. And for 33 and a half years, Jesus lived with everybody against him. For 33 and a half years, Jesus lived in this earth. And everybody was against him. He didn't have nothing good in his life. Besides a good mom and a good God. 
His dad died at a young age. Jesus' dad died. Think about that. I think if we were to consider Jesus in this world, I believe we'd find that he's probably in the lower vicinity of people. He, he, he's probably in the minority, if you will. He's probably in the majority when it comes to money. And that. He said, the foxes have holes and birds in the air have nests, but the Son of Man have no place to lay his head. That's what he said. Oh, I'm telling you is that. Joseph didn't have anything for a while. And he just lived his life in crisis. One crisis after the other crisis after the other crisis after the other crisis. But he was more than just his crisis. He was more than just his color coat. He was a man of character. And he was a man of compassion. He was a man of Christ-like every single day. And so many things he encountered, yet he maintained it all. He maintained his character. He maintained his compassion. Yet to many, he's still just known for his colored coat. What are you known for this morning? It's been a solemn morning. I didn't raise my voice much, nothing. Just, just giving you the heart, my heart. Literally, if I had a piece of paper, I could write it on one page of my notes. That much. And I, I'm, I'm ve- knowing me, if you, you do know me, I'm totally uncomfortable coming up here without notes. That's not me. But I, I feel like truly this is what God had on my heart this morning. And is it just your color code at work that people see you by? Or is it your character? Is it just your color coat in this world that people see you by? Oh, he's just a manager at Walmart. He's just a boss. He just owns a business. Just a mama's. Just work at Sam's. Just a retired fireman. Is that right? Just, just Is that all you are? Oh, just a pastor at Mountain Valley Baptist Church? No. Man, what is it? What is it? Are you known by your Christ-like character? Are you known by your Christ-like compassion? Are you known to be a praying person? Man, that person can reach heaven. Are you known to be a great preacher? Are you known to be a great uh, uh, soul winner? Are you known by just... That person's always giving out tracts. Or is it just your color coat? Are you known by more people as just being the boss? Are you known by more people by being a Christian? They're a child of God. They're a person of character, a person of compassion. Is that all you're known for? Joseph was known for many more things at the end than he was at the beginning. At the beginning, he was just known for his colored coat. But at the very end of Joseph's life, when he sat in the coffin... Many more things was Joseph known by. What will you be known for at the deathbed of your life? Joseph is a man that was more than just his colored coat.
And I don't know if you need to pray this morning around the altar. But I'll tell you this. If you're just known as what you're known in this world, just as a colored coat, and you know the description, it marks you. If you're just known for that, then we got something that we need to fix in our lives. If I'm just known for the as the pastor of Mountain Valley Baptist Church, and I'm not known as a good Christian, and I'm not known as a prayer warrior, and I'm not known as a great Bible expositor, if I'm not known as a reader, if I'm not just known as a Christian, as a soul winner, as a witnesser, if I'm not known by that, then I'm not, I'm not doing my job as a Christian. Lord, help us this morning.